the Awareness Revolution Podcast, where we bring you alternative views on big topics that affect just about everyone. If you want to improve your life and change the world, then stay tuned. You'll hear cutting-edge health, financial, and personal development strategies from a revolutionary perspective. Warning, listening may take you outside your comfort zone, separate you from the pack, and change the way you see the world. Here's your host, Jeremy Kinney. Wow, I recorded a great podcast with David Rodriguez, and unfortunately, my audio came out terrible. It was a rookie mistake. And I thought I had the audio set up correctly and didn't monitor it and didn't know until afterwards. But just letting you know up front, um, he does 90-something percent of all the talking. But, you know, so just listen to the end, check it out, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another show. Today, I've got an excellent guest, David Rodriguez. I met him at Anarchapoco. He's one of the few guys that when you meet... You could tell right away he's a good dude. He's been doing a lot of great activism ever since the pandemic started. So um, welcome to the show, David. Hey, Jeremy, thanks to be with your audience. And let's talk about freedom and uh, where we're going, man, because 2020 was an unbelievable year, but I think we can transform it and make it something positive and empowering for 2021. And that uh, we can share some of the things we'll be doing out here in California. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, before we get into all the, the great things you've been doing and you're working on, I uh, would like to give the audience an opportunity just to hear a little bit about your personal path um, to how you got here and how you became such a big freedom lover. Yeah. So as we find out later, all we want to do is be free. As a young kid, our, can- our parents are trying to control us it's in churches and schools and all this stuff we can talk about. But I... I realize later i just want to be free i just want to live my life and that's exactly what you want to do and people out there just let's live and be free and happy and do all these things so it started um pressurizing in school government compulsory mandatory school which is a crime against children in my opinion um and then i uh, started to see what was going on in 2000 i think four i somebody sent me the um no it was 2006 the freedom from fascism documentary i believe yeah. Um, or maybe it was the 9-11 documentary, Loose Change, and then Freedom Fascism came later. But I just started like having an open mind and people were, hey, you've got to see this. And I'm like, okay. You know, I came from a small town, so I'm like, I don't know anything, so teach me. And, um, and I got really into Ron Paul. He said he's the champion of the Constitution. And I was like, wow, that sounds great. And then in 2012, he got his election stolen. And I said, wow, this is like the best dude. Delivered 4,000 babies and a doctor and like, upheld his oath to the constitution why wouldn't they want him to be president well then i I found out that government is benefiting interests the military industrial complex and then later i learned about agenda 21 from united nations where they want to have a global state and basically you have to get permission from some bureaucrat in some other continent about what you can do in your own house and uh, i i saw that as a problematic for my kids and grandkids and um, I don't want to be able to um, look at my kids and say, I saw the tyranny. I didn't do anything. I want to be able to say, I saw it and I tried. And so that's why I started attending Narcopoco in 2015, the first year. And I just saw it double from 120 people to 300 and kept growing until at the height, there was 1,700 people there. And you're meeting people all around the world. And I think this is a, one of the, the first points to impart and to discuss is that this is a global awakening of sovereignty. 
And, you know, some of the great books and authors out there helped me understand that statism or belief in authority outside of your own authority, it's intergenerational organized crime. You know, the Bushes, the Clintons, uh, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, these dudes actually have multi-generational plans to enslave people. This is, they have nothing else better to do with their time because they have stacks of money. Money's not the issue. They want power and they want perpetual authority over you and the land of earth. I mean, these guys are just psycho in the head. Um, I mean, I guess, what do you do if you have all the money in the world? You got to find something interesting and enslavement is what they chose to do. So um, I got involved um, in 2014. Uh, I started my own expo called the Education Options Expo um, because one of my mentors asked me, um, I asked him, I said, so how do you find your purpose in life? What do you do? And he said, well, find an injustice on earth and spend your life trying to correct that injustice. And I said, okay, so that's a good question. So long story short, I, I saw that government schools were a problem. As I mentioned, I felt the injustice of school itself. Uh, can I go to the bathroom? No. Can I get a drink of water? No. And it's like, I'm 16, I'm 18. And you're telling me this and you find out later it's um, truly a, status indoctrination program pledge allegiance to the flag and it's really unacceptable at this point you know 2021 it's been going on for 100 years and so john taylor gatto has been my um one of my mentors and business partners and he was the state teacher of the year twice in new york city or new york state and he did the research and i published that book the uh, re republished version of the underground history of american education volume one and it shows that schools were designed specifically to create obedient workers citizens and soldiers <laughs> i said this is a major injustice so anyways i started this expo talking about voluntary schooling voluntary solutions for education for kids and then eventually i um you know kept going to uh, narcopoco and doing my event and uh, found out this is the path that i really get excited about empowering young people empowering parents because we have to redefine what education is in our minds. And then I got involved with the Narcopoco, thankfully, and, and volunteering and then helping co-produce and speaking there. And I was speaking there this year as well. I found my tribe of people that want to be free. And you're one of them, Jeremy. I'm sure your audience is one of them too. Um, Jeff Berwick, Larkin Rose, um, you know, Mark Passio, Brom Paul. So these guys out there, and you don't have to agree with everybody, but in essence, the common ground is freedom of choice. Right. So let's just understand your sovereignty. You own your body. You own your labor, um, your, your property, which you justly acquired. Same for me. And so this is where I believe humanity is going. So it was really the Ron Paul thing. And then the schools and it all combined into um, understanding that we don't need government at all. You know, one of the great books that helped me overcome some of my doubt was by Murray Rothbard titled For a New Liberty. And so he goes through a question. How do you have safety or security in a stateless society fire departments you know these types of things i had genuine questions national security and uh my questions got resolved so um that was the kind of the beginning process and um and now we're on to local stuff you know because we've been going out there for a few years at acapulco we have two weeks of just awesome time on the beach and like great people great events and then you got to go back to reality or real life and I said, man, I want to do something else. And so uh, that's why we started some local groups. And now it's getting pretty interesting and pretty exciting out here. Oh, that's awesome. Man, that was that was so great of an intro, man. I mean, I, I just heard so many things that made me think about my own life and then things that, you know, I would love to talk about. Um, you know, it's interesting, the Ron Paul thing is, uh, you know, I was 
before I really knew that there was even a anarcho-capitalist um, viewpoint, you know, I was just totally against government, uh, largely because the school system is what really, um, and getting arrested for nonviolent crimes as a teenager, you know, I knew something was terribly wrong with the system. And um, so, so we took the same path, but maybe like different areas at different stages of our life, which is um, very interesting. And it's no wonder why we cross paths at a place like Anarchapoco. But, um, you know, when someone was first sending me information about Ron Paul, telling me I need to check out this politician, I, I you know, I, I didn't want anything to do with it for a while. And so it literally took my friend coming over and sitting me down and pulling up videos of him speaking, it, you know, with me, him sitting on the couch next to me, making me watch it. And I'm like, hmm, this really makes a lot of sense. This guy, I like this guy. And um, that's kind of what opened me up to libertarianism. And then, but, you know, I wasn't happy with the whole constitution kind of thing because I'm like, well, that's how we got here. You know what's to prevent us from going back you know I, I i i just didn't see it as a solution going back to the constitution you know i'm like we can do better and mm. that's what led me to um anarchy and anarchapoco and everything and that's you know it's really uh really cool to see um you know yourself take a similar kind of path it's kind of how uh, many of us got here but um one of the things i wanted to bring up first you know it's just maybe it's just interesting to me but i'm sure other people too because uh, i know that you're in california and a lot of um what's happening in california is like some of the worst in the country i know you know besides like new york city um if in florida we're we're pretty free here um the the clubs are open we we, we got shut down a little bit for for a while but you know it, it really depends on where you're at in the state of florida too because our governor he's he's like anti-shutdown but the mayors some of them don't care um so you got the boots in the ground. I know you've been doing a lot over there. Like maybe you could give us just for people that haven't been there. And I mean, I loved going there before. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous to even go back there, especially now that the the, the vaccine is out. And who knows, you know, if one day they just start, you know, you cough in public and they pull you off to the side and force vaccinated you. I'm just, you know, it, it freaks me out. So, since you live there. What is it like there since the this coronavirus thing and 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 you know for you but also for the average person that's there? Can you give us like just some insight on that? Yeah, so I've been living in Santa Cruz mostly last year, also in San Jose, which is Northern California Bay Area. And yeah, there's a lot of Karens out here. There's a lot of statism out here. You know, a lot of um, in the urban areas, a lot of kind of Democrats folks and um you know of course you know statism itself you know it doesn't matter left or right but sometimes people on the left are like more vitriolic towards you and in the beginning you know we were kind of like oh yeah we have medical exemptions and then later on now i'm like i'm trying to appeal to the humanity of these people and i'm like i have a serious health condition you know there's an exemption in the order and some people are just like Oh, you don't look like you have a health condition. I said, you don't know anything about me. It could be PTSD. It could be hypoxia, hypercapnia, um, staph infections on your face. You don't know anything about me. So I start to realize they are in a trance. They are hypnotized. They actually yeah. believe the, the media is telling the truth and they believe that government authority is legitimate. And so as you stated about the constitution, that was my conclusion, like, okay, if the Constitution, the Bill of Rights was supposed to restrict government, not people, but now the government's the largest government in the, in the history of the world, largest military, it failed, my friends. Okay, let's evolve beyond it. The monarchy failed, the Constitutional Republic failed, 
The next evolution, in my opinion, is individual sovereignty, personal authority, dude. You're a king. I'm a king. You ladies out there are queens. Do whatever you want in your life except harm another person or property. It's very basic, and this is why the, the voluntary world is inevitable. So this is the, the intention that I have out there because once you stand on solid ground, is and I and I – and I'll share a little about my bonfires. We, we've been doing like uh, 34 Saturday bonfires in a row um, out here because they try to shut down the beach from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? This is when Corona is really dangerous. And so me and my buddies, we got together and had a meeting and we got the bullhorn at 3, 3 p.m. And we said, we now declare the beach open and 12 of us walk on the beach. And then the next week there was like 20 people. And then 30, and it was staying at 30 and 40. Little, little by little, you start to have a group of people that are courageous. We're not harming anybody, bro. Like, a crime has to have a victim. So when the cops come up, we live stream it, and we actually ask questions to the cops. And so that's what the whole purpose was, is to document what's going on, record it, because the cops are just order followers. And I'm sure there's some good cops out there, but you guys got to choose, man. You guys got to choose the right side of history eventually you're going to have to do some heinous crimes against humanity dude like you cops really got to reevaluate your career because right now it's just masks and um we've we've had encounters like um with uh, cops like trying to trespass us and you know as you play in the state of system there's actually something called the 1964 unruh civil rights act that's u-n-r-u-h which literally says a restaurant a a grocery store, they're not private businesses, they're public accommodations, which means you have an irrevocable license to enter and exit, right? If I was going to your house, Jeremy, I have to knock on the door, hello, can I enter? Yes, you may enter, right? Everybody has to get permission from the owner, but in a, in a business, it's a public accommodation according to federal law, okay? And you show that to the officers, you show that to the business owners, and they don't care. So we're kind of in the middle of that right now where uh, we did Operation Grocery Store. We go around with uh, maskless shopping, and we're doing that out here with the farmer's markets um, because, again, they're kicking us off the property. And we even had video of one lieutenant from the police department showing the local city penal code saying, here's the trespassing ordinance. And then we went back home later and read it. One of my friends, he's like, the penal code he showed us says – the exemption is the UNRWA Civil Rights Act of 1964. So the guy, he showed us the penal code trying to uh, um, prove him correct, but he actually proved us correct. And these guys don't even read what they show us. So as in all places with heavy statism and heavy government and welfare and all these things, people actually believe that government's legitimate. And as you, maybe some of your new listeners need to know, as a king, as a sovereign, as somebody whose rights don't come from the government, they come from God or nature, you're not bound to any contract unless you consent, whether verbally or explicitly, right? You actually put your signature on the line because your signature is your private property. You don't have to give that to anybody. And we can talk about speeding tickets and stuff a little bit later. We had some encounters this past year as well, um, getting arrested for nonviolent crimes and on video. And we're going to sue these people. Um, but it's, it's understanding where your rights come from, where your freedoms come from, and one thing we discovered this past year was the power of two. So if I go shopping by myself or, you know, go somewhere by myself, I can be attacked by the Karens and the people out there. But if I got you, me and Jeremy have to go shopping or we go hang out and somebody comes at us, most likely they're alone. So it's like, instead of being one-on-one, -on -one, it's two-on-one. Or if they have two people, it's two-on-two. -on -two. 
And if we record it and we have to stay calm and compassionate and understand they're on deep hypnosis, you know, status is a cult. These are cult members who have no idea how special and rare they are, how important this moment is. You breathe in that oxygen, you're alive, man. This is a significant moment in, in history, dude. We are breathing and because one day we won't. And so they just are, you know, believing their life is like cardboard or like trash. And it's like, oh yeah, it's my human life. This flesh is like invaluable, man. We, we, we live in a freaking, like a temple, like a castle, like something really important. And so this is what they've been trying to do in schools and demoralizing, dehumanizing us. So what I would say in California, the urban areas are the most cult-like and most uh, trans-hypnotized people. The rural areas, they're pretty open. But I think the, the, the path to victory is trying to pull on the heartstrings and actually connect with the humanity of these people who are afraid. Some people are deathly afraid and they're hypnotized. And so some of the videos I've been doing, because we've been getting free hugs out here as well, 24 Sundays in a row. Yesterday, we actually got rained out. So um, we, we gave a few hugs, but we got rained out for the first time. And people come up. I can't believe there's a freaking pandemic going on and you're out here giving hugs. Yeah, man, there's people hurting too. There's people who haven't had gotten a hug in eight or 10 months, man. This is psychological warfare. And I'll ask them. I asked a young guy and an older guy and an old lady. I say, who's responsible for your health? They said, well, I am and the government or who's responsible for your health? I am and the community. And I'm looking at these guys. I'm saying, you think I'm responsible for your health? Are you insane? <laughs> I ain't. If you're afraid of the virus, you got to stay home. If you want to open up, come out, be free. So this is how you know the status program has been successful. They don't take personal responsibility for the life and they outsource that to somebody else, the community, whatever that is, uh, people, other people, and the government, whatever that is, buildings or belief and authority. They have no idea. So, but I think the victory is going to be winning the hearts and minds of people and having conversations with them about voluntarism. You mentioned anarcho-capitalism, and anytime the media talks about anarchy, they always, it's anarchy and chaos. But as you know, it's actually vandalism. When you see people out there breaking stuff, that's property damage, that's a crime. True anarchists take personal responsibility. They rule themselves. Anarchy just means no rulers or self-rule. And they, if there's consequences to their actions, they're liable. They take responsibility for that. Whereas what's happening in all these uh, like urban riots and stuff is just like these, I don't know, college graduate people living at home or whatever's going on, um, breaking stuff, right? And so it's very different. So I use the word voluntarism. I think that's more accurate. And so people say, what is a voluntarist? I say, we just believe in voluntary relationships between humans. Nobody can use coercion against us. Agree? Agree. Okay, very simple, right? If, if you use coercion against me, I'm... Uh, morally justified to defend myself and defend my property. So yeah, California, man, it's, um, I have some buddies that are leaving. I, I know some people who left, they, they left the uh, state. They've moved to Idaho, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas. Right. And I have some other people, other, some big name people that I won't mention, but there's, they're staying here and fighting. So it's a very different perspective. And also, um, who was the guy who said, um, California is the fighting ground because how California goes, how's the rest of the country grow, you know? And so I'm grateful for the, uh, you know, the governor out there in Florida, wherever they, South Dakota, you know, standing their ground a little bit, but 
the, you know, statism is not the answer. Politicians aren't the answer. It's us. It's the man in the mirror. It's the woman in the mirror. And so that's why I started this uh, Santa Cruz Volunteers Group two years ago, because after Narcopoco, I'm like, let's do something local. And in the last year, it went from, you know, like 50 people to like 300 people. Um, and we're just having bonfires. out. They used to come up and harass us on the beach, like the park rangers and the sheriffs. We'd live stream it. And they're so used to people just cowing over and just, oh, here's my ID. Oh, we'll leave. And us, whether there's seven people or 15 or 30 people, they come up and say, hello, officer. Uh, you guys got to put out your fire. Uh, we prefer not to. Uh, you have to take your beers off the beach. No, nah, we, we think we're going to stay here. And we ask him, where do you get your authority? Who owns the beach? Where's the crime here? Where's the victim? And just like most officers, they don't know the law. They don't, they don't have no answers to any. So it makes them look really bad. I recommend everybody out there record every interaction you have with cops or any authority figure and ask them questions. Ask their names, their official title. Did they swear an oath to the Constitution? Where's the crime here? And pretty soon you'll realize that they have no training and uh, it's not to make them look bad. It's to help them realize that we're all equal on the land. And if you swore an oath to protect and upheld the constitution, you're under the line. I didn't swear an oath. You did. You swore an oath to protect and defend that. So that means I'm up here. I'm a free man. You're a free woman out there. But as a public official, according to the constitution of California, at least, uh, you have to have a sworn oath. And um, if your authority comes from the Constitution and you swear an oath to it, shouldn't you uphold your oath? So, and this is a whole nother conversation about starting a law study group. That's why they keep us ignorant in schools. We don't even know our rights. We don't even know like the basic bill of rights. And, um, you know, they have to have a warrant to enter your house, to enter your car. You, you can stay silent. So what you do is record them and then sue them. And so we're learning that process right now. we got a few people doing some lawsuits and learning. Nice. Um, yeah, because it's not okay, my friends out there. As you know, Jeremy, and the people at Narcopoco know. And now there's a global expansion of consciousness. And it is this. You own your body. You can do whatever you want as long as you don't harm another person or property. Uh, you don't need a business license to conduct business. You don't need a driver's license to drive. The driver's license is one um, I guess we can tap into uh, now or later. But um, there's... Um, the Supreme Court decision, Kent versus Dulles, 1958, that says the right to travel is included in liberty. So the only person who needs a driver's license are people who use the road for a commercial profit. Who's that? UPS drivers, taxi drivers, Lyft, Uber. They're using a publicly funded road to profit them personally and corporately. So you, as a living man, woman, you can travel because God gave you that right. Because God put you here on earth and you're a significant living being, a living soul, you know? So, um, so that's going on there. So anyways, the idea that you got to get permission to conduct business, to travel is a cult belief. It's, there's no logic in that. It's a scam to get your money, to get your obedience. And it's all falling apart. And it's, it's the, the education system's falling apart, the financial system's falling apart, the medical system, the, the um, commercial um, media's falling apart. So, and this is something that I just realized a few weeks ago, it's like all these big institutions that have been dominating us for generations, they're losing support because people are realizing it's a big scam against yeah. people. And once you realize like, oh, things are shifting and that's what COVID is about, in my opinion, trying to push people back into slavery 
but I have not seen any evidence of a pandemic. And if I did, if there was a lot of people dying, still the government doesn't have a right to tell me to stay home or to you know close my business or to you know do, do whatever. I have my own life, my liberty. Government didn't give us anything. We are born with freedom, with our life, all these things. And so it's a re-education of what freedom is and what it is to be a human being and what do I need permission to do. And it's just a really exciting time. So it's kind of taken the, the darkness of what's going on, even the censorship. Like censorship, I'm, it's getting it happened to me on Facebook, on Instagram. I don't know how long I'm going to be on there. So if people want to text me, you could text me 831-218-8049 for my text newsletter because I want to communicate directly with you. And so it's a really amazing time because they're censoring because they're losing. You only cheat in a game if you're losing. So freedom is winning. Consciousness is increasing. And um, I think for sure freedom's going to win. It might be a little bit darker here um, as these guys start to have death throws, you know, as the final um, remnants of statism, you know, go down the next few years. Uh, but uh, it, it's really good, man. Despite what's going on in California, urban areas of rural stuff, got some stuff going on. Um, but it's psychological warfare. And I saw you shaking your head because that's where we get defeated. If you lose hope here and here, you have been conquered. If you're despairing and discouraged, that's what they want. They want you to feel like a mouse instead of like a mountain lion that you are, man. You are fierce. We are fierce humans. And once we tap into that, the power of two, right? So just you and I talking because we met before and we talked. I know you're a freedom champion. I'm like, dude, I love talking with Jeremy, man. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation because you're not in the status paradigm. You know, some people that are like, oh, Biden or Trump or these guys. I'm like, okay, maybe Trump would have been a little bit better than Biden, but that's not where my hope is. My hope is in conscious people like you and your audience members who understand they're sovereign kings and queens on the land. And it's, it's really you know, a hopeful time as we go through the darkness, right? Because we have to go through the darkness before the light can shine. So yeah, California is pretty crazy, but um, you know, it's a global awakening. So hopefully out there in Florida too, you know, there's a lot of hope and a lot of uh, positivity uh, coming out of the, the COVID scandemic. Yeah, you know, it, it's it. I don't get out much, you know, not as much as you apparently, but um, it's it's when I do, it's just uh, I don't know, man. You know, if Florida, it's weird. You know, the clubs are open, you know, and people are there, but like when you go into the stores, it's still mostly people wearing masks and stuff like that. Um, but it's hit and miss. You know that some people they they get it and a lot of people don't you know I, just what you're doing with your videos that you share online and stuff like that I think it's powerful because people get to see you know you in action you know in real life in real time you know the the what you said about the power of two I think that's incredibly powerful because it gives people some sort of solution it doesn't cost anything you know it's something that everyone can do to get a huge chunk of their freedom back, you know, by going out at least with one other person is going to make them much more um, resilient to whatever kind of, like you said, hypnotized people that are, you know, in this cult and pushing this narrative of this, uh, this pandemic, for lack of a better word, weren't David, weren't you, um, didn't you go to some of the empty hospitals early on when this first started? Yeah, correct. So me and Howard Lickman, um, who he founded the Thick Red Line Project, out of our interactions with the cops and sheriffs down here in Santa Cruz, because we're talking with the cops 
And they're like, we don't want to do this, but it's our job. We got to do it. So we went to a um, hospital in San Jose, I think it was Santa Clara Medical Valley, and then Dominican Hospital down here in Santa Cruz. And they called the one in San Jose the epicenter of COVID in Northern California, and then Dominican also. And they're all empty. We literally went up there with cameras, um, and they're empty. So there's a global pandemic, and the tents are empty. And so some of those videos got removed, but I think we, we snagged them still. And that was back in May. And it's like me, because as voluntarists and people who have attended Arcapulco, we see the game plan, right? It's the Hegelian dialectic. It's the problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem. They know that people are going to react a certain way. And they're like, oh, we have a solution for you. So uh, we're like, this smells fishy. And like, you know, from the first day, it's like, is there really a global pandemic a flu happening here um my gosh so since we know governments organize crime um they're going to do stuff to benefit themselves and uh, to you know disregard us as the people which pay their salaries and fund them and <laughs> it's just a ridiculous thing so the power of the video camera as you mentioned you know you take your camera and uh you become a journalist and mike um matt drudge said this uh, i don't know it was 20 years ago um, but the future is independent journalists out there, whether you make one video a year or one video a day, always record something that looks suspicious. I just saw a video from, um, I can't remember the cop guy on Instagram, but it was a cop planting a gun on a suspect. So like the car's right here, the suspect's right here on the side, his partner's um, tap, uh, patting him down so he can't see. And the cop literally pulls a gun out of his back pocket and puts it in the backpack of the car um, of the guy they're searching. And it's because this bystander was recording from afar and he captured that. So we have to expose what's going on. And unfortunately, if you can commit crimes and not face any consequences and face zero accountability, it will continue. The scamdemic, plandemic, the tyranny that's happening will go away when we make it go away. And I'm not talking about voting politicians. I'm talking about voting with your dollars, voting with your feet, voting with your attention, with your words, standing up, because these politicians are getting paid. The people that are supporting it are either in fear or they're getting incentivized. And, and this is where I think we have to transcend. You know, like um, even hospitals itself. I have uh, friends who've had parents who have died and um, it was because they got put on a ventilator and they got the test and it's like, it's terrible. Like you can't leave the hospital. Like the, like they wanted to, uh, she wanted to go see the family member, but there's big glass. You can't even go in there. This person's dying and you can't even hold their hand. Or how about the 95 year old grandmother stuck in a, a nursing home, tapping on the glass also just crying. She wants to touch her kids, touch her grandkids. So if you, if you take somebody to a hospital during these times, it's almost like, um, a prison sentence or a death sentence. So as visionaries out there, Jeremy and your audience and people watching this, we got to create our own hospitals. We got to create our own schools. We got to create our own farmers market, our own relationships with farmers, because there's a parting of ways. There's going to be people who believe in consent and voluntary relationships and people who believe in coercion and threats and intimidation. Those are the two groups that I see forming. And we're in the beginning stages of that. And that's why after Anarcha-Poco, there was Anarcha-Vegas, there was Anarcha-Portugal, there was Anarcha-Arizona, Anarcha-Delphia. Why? Because people want to be free. 
and you find the ideas of self-ownership, the non-aggression principle and self-defense. And you're like, that makes sense to me because it's solid. There's actual solutions there. And someone, I don't know if you went to public school. I went to public school. So I have a lot of programming that I'm still processing and releasing of uh, statism and authoritarianism and all this crap that is total lies, right? Total lies that were designed to disempower me, disempower you know, humanity. And now the, the scales are coming off the eyes. And now we're like, wow, okay, well, we got to learn. We got to learn some new skills. We got to create some new positive relationships and help each other. We really want to create win-win out outcomes, uh, positive relationships, collaborations. What you're doing is great. I uh, uh, commend you for creating media because that's the game. I think it was Frank Zappa who said, he who controls the media controls the mind. So the media is probably more powerful than politicians because the politicians have to get recognition or the words, but they need, they need CNN, ABC, Fox, you know, all these different platforms. And this is why they're cracking down on Facebook and YouTube because now everybody, that's where everybody hangs out. So now they're like, snip, snip. No, we don't want that voice. We don't want that voice. And so this is another question of where we're going to go. I'm on float as well. Float.app at DJ Rodriguez. Uh, I appreciate the founders over there, volunteers, folks. Um, and also the, the texting number I gave you. Um, we have to stay in contact because everything's on the table. Um, these criminals are being exposed. And uh, I'm still amazed that uh, some of these politicians and these criminals are still walking on the earth because they have harmed many people through the vaccine programs. I'm like, somebody's got to go do something crazy, you know, like they are harming a lot of people, even business owners, right? Getting businesses shut down. So I think there's a great awakening happening, as you mentioned, and uh, your podcast is a great name. Um, so people can become aware and understand. And then once we have awareness, then we can uh, start focusing on the solutions. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's great. And um, that's, that's what we're all about over here. You know, it's funny, as soon as they're, uh, these criminals are getting exposed and their lies are all coming out in the open, like now what used to be a conspiracy theory is completely out in the open. Like you mentioned Agenda 21 earlier, for example, and which would literally turn into like Agenda 2030. And now you've got Justin Trudeau, who's mentioning it publicly, telling everyone, you know, we're going forward with Agenda 2030 and stuff like that. So all this is coming to light. And then that's when the censorship peaks, you know, to the point where they're controlling the narrative, the whole conversation. Um, you know, that's no coincidence. But, you know, you also touched on the license plates earlier. I'd love to hear more about that. In particular, how it has been received um, by cops. You know, uh, I've seen some of your videos where the cops, uh, you're, you're approached by them face to face, but then also maybe an update on what happens after the fact. Like it, you go to court, you know, how, how has that been, um, you know, out playing out in your life? Yeah. So I have had private plates on my car for three years and I got them at freedomfromgovernment.org. It literally says private on there. Uh, no license needed, no registration needed. And it also came with a video camera. So I have a dash cam as well and uh, some good books on stuff because you have to educate yourself. We've been lied to. I mentioned about the driver's license. And so the first two years, I would get pulled over for a fix-it ticket, right? They'd say, oh, you have a private plate. You can't do that. You know, you got to put your real plates on there and then come get it signed. It's 
And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. You know, I'll, I'll get that fixed. Right. So, um, and then this year, I think California passed a new law where they're training police officers as well. If somebody doesn't have a plate or their plates are covered, it's a stolen car. So I've actually had the plate removed uh, by two separate jurisdictions as evidence. It says private. They removed it as evidence. Um, a couple of times I've had my car towed. Um, one time I've had the, the window broken. I've, I've been pulled out. I haven't published that video yet because that's probably going to be a multimillion dollar lawsuit um, because these cops don't know the law. There is a right to travel at the federal level, and it's been recognized. There's actually a Department of Travel, and I have a letter um, from the Department of Travel to the North Carolina governor saying, in essence, you had better teach your law enforcement officers about the right to travel or you're going to get lawsuits. So that's where we're going, and they're going to leave us alone. And so I think uh, a really interesting update, because I have these cases pending. I got like uh, a few court dates coming up here um, shortly. Um, but we started something called the Freedom Law Study Group. And this was in response to businesses being shut down. Um, I don't know if I had published the video yet, but it was by Tony Pellegrino, how to sue government officials so they stop violating your rights. Um, the Law Study Group is on Facebook as well for now. Um, so you can join that group and learn about what we're doing. Um, but the idea is that you learn about your rights, you video record it, and when they arrest me, whenever a cop grabs your hand, you just give it to him. Because if you pull it away, what's he going to say? Resisting arrest. So as soon as they grab you, you just go away. I'm like a wet noodle. I'm like, okay, take me away. And they cuff me. As soon as they handcuffed you, that's false imprisonment. So that's a violation of the Bill of Rights. That's $250,000. And if there's multiple officers, there'd be multiple charges there. So you got to have it on video. And you can get the dash cam, you know, or the um, body cam footage as well. And so even if they take you to jail, okay, go along with it because this is something you resolve later. And uh, so I'm in that process learning the details of this. You got to get the police report, which I'm having a tough time doing for some of the jurisdictions out here. That's a violation of due process. Another potential lawsuit. So we have to learn how to do it. And um, this year, like I said, they're being a little bit more stringent because – as governments lose power, people stop participating in them. And the, the license plate is such an important uh, measure of control that imagine if just like 3% of people just stopped putting license plates on their car or just turned in their driver's license. They can't do anything. It's all intimidation. It's all fear. It's all like, oh, speeding ticket, $300. Pay it or do you want to go to court? and wait there for so many hours. They understand we're stuck in a hamster wheel. And most people are like, ah, oh, crap, I'll just pay the $300 and you know, whatever. But once you realize it's not about the money, it's about the principle. It's about, I have a right to travel and I don't need your permission to travel. I'm not a, I'm not a driver. So this is something for your audience to, to distinguish as well. A driver uses the road for commercial purposes. A traveler is a private person private man or woman traveling in their own private matters distinction. There is a distinction for that. So of course I, you know, we have the programming of fear, but you get the dash cam and anytime they come, here's my four steps, start recording, lock the doors, roll up the windows, get the paperwork ready. Multiple times I was uh, busy doing something or distracted. I left my door unlocked. They opened the door unbuckle me and pull me out 
or they reach through the window, open the door and pull me out. And you're like, I know better than that. What am I doing? You know, you open the window this much and, um, and you can even not answer questions. I think that's what I'm, I have a new sheet that I'm, I'm going to hand them next time, which um, expresses my rights. And, um, and then I'm going to stay silent. I'm live streaming on my dash cam as well, because this is a media play. As we said, it's no good if I just do it, whether I am successful or I fail, we want the world to see it so that everybody can learn to avoid my mistakes or copy what worked because you're a king or a queen, my friend. You matter, dude, and your kids and your grandkids. Like, it's not gonna go away until we make it go away. No politician's gonna do it. It's us, it's the people. This is the great awakening, the sovereign awakening. And you can do whatever you want. Just don't harm another person or property. It's a very simple truth, fact of life. And every moral person agrees. Okay, I'm not gonna force you. You don't force me. It's straight. It's straight lace, solid ground. And so that's why I get excited. And that's why people around me get excited because they're like, oh, this makes sense. So I'm kind of the loud, crazy guy because I'm sick of it. And, you know, after being around Narcopoco people for six years, I'm like, we're on the right path, dude. History will record us as being on the right path. We're not harming anybody. We're not stealing their stuff. We're not damaging anything. We want to help kids. We want to help our families. And um, this is, I think this is where everything is going. So, so that's kind of the essence there. Check out that, uh, that website I mentioned and then learn, you know, also I think there's national Alliance, national Liberty Alliance.org, I think has some good books. Um, but uh, you know, also the, I think a bigger idea also is the voluntary village concept, which I realize we probably have to have intentional communities. There's probably going to be urban um, chaos and maybe danger. So ideally, you know, we want to live in an intentional village or people around moral people. Um, so that's another Facebook group, Voluntary Village Creators. And the concept is just get eight to 10, 15 people who you trust and are moral and, you know, maybe get some land and, and figure out some of the details, um, security, health, you know, medicine, all these things that are necessary. But the state is a big problem. And if you go in the hospitals, you go in the nursing homes, you might not come out, man. It's, it's a really a crazy time. So um, you know, I've seen people, many people dying in the hospital because of their procedures and also nurses. You know, we've, we've been confronted by a nurse in the past uh, two weeks and um, she basically just come up and says, oh, you guys got to get a mask and vaccine. And we're like, no. And then once the friend said that you're being used to kill people in the hospital, she just turned around and left. So we're trying to have a dialogue. And when you confront people with uncomfortable truths, they shut down because it's like a, it blows a fuse in their head because they've been lied to, lied to, lied to. And you give them a truth and now just like over, um, like over, um, it, uh, puts too much energy in their circuit, right? Blows the circuit. Um, so anyways, that's what's going on. And I recommend people start doing it right to travel, you know, and you might have your car towed and you might, you know, have your window broken in less likely if you're a woman and less likely if there's two people in the car, but, uh, as I mentioned, Kent versus Dulles, 1958, a uh, landmark right, right to travel case. And um, my legal stuff and lawful stuff we're doing is to put people on notice. So what you do is you would, um, and I'm still working on the notice for like the city and county of right to travel, but you make the notice, you put the federal codes in there, you put the Supreme Court in there, and you say, I am going to be traveling without my license plate. And if you pull me over, I'm going to charge you this much for my time and you're liable or subject to these federal crimes. Um, so this is just a notice of exercising the rights or notice of um, intent. 
So now you notarize it, you get a return receipt delivery on certified mail. So it's on the record, you're creating a record to show goodwill. We wanna stay honorable, right? These cops don't know what they don't know. So we are sending this to the chief of police, the DA, the, the sheriff, and then they can't say, well, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah, he notarized it, sent it to you, tracked it. You know exactly what's going on. This is a public document that you can go down there at the notary and look at the document itself. Okay, so now that's what happening. And then because they kept pulling me over with no plates, and I, and I realized, oh, they've been trained that it's a stolen car. So I put this on my windshield the past like um, – two or three months, it's on the entire windshield, dude. It's like this big. And it says, human rights investigator. Huge on the back of my windshield, right? So now when they don't see my plates, which is, which is this small, they see human rights investigator, which is this big. And you know what I'm doing? I'm telling them, if you're messing with me, you're about to have a situation on your hand that you don't want to deal with. I'm investigating human rights. You're going to come up to my window. I'm going to start asking you about human rights. I'm going to ask you about the law. I'm going to live stream you. I'm going to record you. And if you violate me, I'm going to sue you in federal court. So, and, and that can strip them of their, life, of their qualified immunity if they violate their oath. So guess what? For two months, never been pulled over. I'm seven for seven. The local sheriffs and local PD just drive right past me. I'm like this. And they go, shoom, and drive off. Or just shoom, and drive off. They leave me alone. And that's all awesome. I'm asking. And in my letters, that's all I'm asking. Hey, here's how you're violating me. Here's what you're subject to, federal crimes, but I'd prefer you just leave me alone, okay? You can be in harmony, peace and harmony, and I can live in peace and harmony, man. I don't want to do this, but you're the one violating me, so I have to have a natural reaction of you violating me when you said you're going to actually protect my rights. So anyways, yeah, so it's really exciting, the right to travel stuff. Um, if I had kids in the car, I might be less um, courageous because – of all that situation. But again, with two adults in the car, um, it works out. And, uh, you know, even some of the, the parents that I'm working with, they're like, yeah, I want my, my 12 year old or 14 year old son to be in the car with you. And so we can see because they want to, they want to have freedom as well. And, but some of the parents don't know, and they're not as crazy as me to, you know, be out there doing it loudly because I'm sick of it, dude. I'm sick of feeling like a slave or like I'm committing a crime and I haven't committed any crime. You guys are committing the crimes. And now we're calling them out. And we've opened up the beaches in uh, Carmel, Santa Cruz, uh, multiple beaches out here, whether it's a state beach or a county beach, putting them on notice, getting signatures, you know, whether it's 12 signatures or 50 or multiple signatures or, and people's names on it to leave us alone. Go, go generate revenue on some easy targets, not on us. Okay, because we know what you're doing. We've seen your scam is up. And this is why the thick red line is such a powerful movement. You know, with Howard is to, we want to co-opt the police to freedom because eventually the politicians are going to do some ridiculous thing like they're doing. And it's going to be the team politicians versus team people. And the people are on the people's side, but how about the local PD, the local sheriffs? What side are you guys going to be on out there? You have to choose because that day is coming. And I think... The quarantines, the forced quarantines are closer than I'd rather say they are. Um, but I just saw what's happening in Chicago. Um, the teachers unions are now uh, forcing the teachers to learn this like a, a communist collectivist type mindset that they're putting into the kids, you know, race, systemic racism and um, discrimination and all these things. 
So the, the brainwashing is coming. That's for the cops. That's for them. But the cops, you guys got to choose. You know, are you with the politicians? Are you with the people? Are you going to support forced vaccines, the travel, vaccine certificates? Or are you going to stand up for freedom? And everybody's going to have to make that decision as well. So um, I, I'd rather live under a bridge and be free and have integrity than live in a mansion and be enslaved and have to swallow my truth, which many of these cops are doing. And you know, these sheriffs are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, salaries and pensions and benefits. So it's a, it's a big carrot that you guys got to throw away out there. And some of you are, but some of you are going to choose the wrong side of history. And, you know, it could be really dangerous for you guys, you know? So we started an officer safety committee out here um, because the officers, they need compassion and they have to understand that they're on the wrong side of history. If they continue, and uh, one of the great films that talks about nonviolence is How to Start a Revolution by Gene Sharp. And he shows how dictators have been dropped all around the, the world by nonviolent awakenings and movements. And I think we can do that as well with the people, you know? Killing somebody is not a real good solution. Right, but communicating with them, understand they're part of the human family. They probably want to live a happy, healthy, exciting, fun life. But when their job requires them to violate peaceful people, especially children and women, they're going to be facing some repercussions here in the future. And not, we don't want that, right? We want them to choose the right side of history. And, um, and one way is the thick red line movement. So, but the other way is just to learn and to you know talk with these people and realize like. Here's your oath, you know? So we started doing this as well as pulling their oaths, going to the city clerk, the county clerks, and getting the oath of office. So we actually have the oath of office for these officers to say, did you swear this oath, uh, Mark? Is that your name right there? Okay. Um, you swore that oath? And some of these oaths are incomplete, which means these officers are impersonating officers, and they're not real official officers according to the law. So they're dealing with some, uh, some shady actions and uh, procedures. And why wouldn't they? It's organized crime, right? Civil asset forfeiture has now surpassed private theft in America. So now you can say with confidence that the government is stealing more private property than private thieves are. So we're just at the, the end of the status, you know, tyranny if we speak up, right? If we open up our mouth and you don't have to be a madman like me, but even when I'm out there talking with people, if I'm by myself, right? I don't have the power of two with me. And, I'm, and there's like some people with masks and they seem like nice people. I say, doesn't this whole like lockdown thing seem like a little bit suspicious? <laughs> you know, just kind of like open it up versus like, oh, it's a scamdemic, it's a pandemic, this is global statism, you know, United Nations, which it is, but they can't drink from a fire hose. You know, they need to drink a little bit, drink some tea. You know, don't you think this looks a little bit suspicious? You know, shutting down businesses. And it's nice to hear in Florida, they're not doing that, but. Um, it's really crazy out here in California with the businesses it's because they're status and they believe the state has authority. They believe in business licenses and permits, um, but not for long. You know, we're going to increase our activism and our conversations so that people realize you can be free without permission. Freedom is your birthright and freedom is free. It's tyranny that costs you greatly. Tyranny is going to cost us greatly. We can see it all around us. We saw it five years ago with the forced vaccines for schools out here. And even before that, the school itself, mandatory attendance, mandatory curriculum, that is a crime against children by itself. So everything's kind of ramping up and uh, champions, heroes, heroines are being called 
And uh, I believe some of them are here on your podcast, man. So it's really important that we have this conversation openly to show what we're doing in light because criminals do stuff in the dark and good people do things in the light. Well said. I love it. You know, um, before we wrap up, I want to recap a lot of these uh, solutions. So if you're listening, um, you know, stay here for that, because that's really what it's all about. But before we do, I want to quickly ask you just two more questions um, that you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, because I know, um, personally, for me, I've never voted at all. But, you know, there's a big difference between places like California and Florida. So to me, I can see the argument for it. So I'm wondering what's your take with that? Like for people that are watching and they're thinking, well, maybe, you know, I can't make a big difference in the, the, the federal election and we don't have another one for four years, but what about my local government? What do you think about that? Yeah. So if you want to get active in local politics, that might be one like possible solution. You know, I know that, you know, the city in Colorado, they got marijuana passed, I think, was it 10 years ago? And then from that, I think the county or the whole state of Colorado fell for legalized cannabis, which is great, right? It's a victimless crime, so to smoke a plant or eat it. And then that affected other states. So there is a slower effect of impacting local politics. And uh, yeah, especially smaller towns, you know, to go in there, to really set yourself on fire with freedom and with truth and morality and go in there and say, yes, here's what's going on. It's not okay. You, you jail people for smoking something, eating something, snoring something, whatever you think that they should not do. As um, Lysander Spooner said, a vice, a personal vice is not a crime. If you don't believe in smoking crack cocaine, then don't do it. I don't think that's a good thing, but that's not my body. That's somebody else's body. You know, if they want to eat rocks and, you know, eat, apricot stuff you know seeds then do it you know i'll try a little apricot seeds i heard it's anti-cancer right but like it's not my it's like their body that's their temple their sovereign um, possession and gift so i think local politics might have some benefits county i don't know i think the maybe the sheriffs may, some of them are bought off but i think what's really exciting is like a bitcoin or monero cryptocurrency blockchain stuff where you don't have to ask permission we want to live where we can do what we want as long as we're not harming somebody to transcend the Federal Reserve, the fiat money system. And if I want to buy your product, then I'm going to send you the cryptocurrency and you send me the product and the government can't get in there. I think that's a great solution because that's actually transcending rather than playing in the, the local political, oh, hey, city council member, you know, get this thing on the ballot or do these things. However, we, there's success in there. I think one of the most important solutions is action, okay? And this is the whole QAnon thing, which, you know, I wasn't planning to, sh to share my opinion on, but I think it's interesting. Um, I'm like, yeah, that would be nice, dude. Like, if QAnon was real, that would be nice. But as we see what happens and kind of where everything is going, it seems to be a plan for pacification or to be passive in what's going on. Someone else is going to take care of your freedom. Someone else is going to take care of your life. You just relax. Don't you got to do nothing. So the opposite is that's action. If you want to get involved in local politics, do it. County, state, do it. If you want to transcend, if you want to start a farmer's market, if you want to start a, some kind of business or something like that, do it. Don't ask permission. And, and if you even like start getting like uh, starting a business, sometimes they have to, you have to get a, like a license to open up a bank account and find a different bank, find a different way to do it so that you don't have to participate in their system versus how they control you. 
And this is what the whole license structure, doctor's license, driver's license, um, inspector's license, building license, a salon masseuse license. Why do I need a license from you? I have a skill. I have a client. I'm going to give the service to my client. They're going to give me money. You have nothing to do with it. Okay. And so this is the conversation. Um, even even um, liquor licenses, right? So we spoke to some businesses. We're going to have some events out here, but they're really afraid of losing their liquor license. So of course they've been trained. They need permission to sell alcohol. So what are you going to do? You can't educate them in that conversation, but maybe they're open. You say, hey, did you ever consider that you don't need permission to conduct business? Well, yeah, well, this or that. Okay, well, just, just curious, you know, but there is something called natural rights that come from God or from nature and you can do whatever you want. You just, as long as you know, don't harm somebody, their property. So just so you know, have a great day because I'm not trying to convert people instantly. I'm trying to plant seeds. I'm like Johnny, Johnny Appleseed of freedom, you know, plant some seeds. Hopefully someone else waters it. Plant some seeds, you know, your people, you know, you can water yourself. You can start it yourself. And I think that's where the, the, the hope is going to be is us not trying to persuade people in the moment, um, but to plant a seed, send them peace and love. Because if we send them peace and love, eventually they're going to send that back. And that's the humanity. That's the depths. That's the, you know, the, the, the compassion, the human aspect of our life is we are mortal beings or we have mortal bodies. Maybe we're infinite beings, infinite spirits. But once you start tapping into that truth, you're like, wow, I should just like love people. <laughs> and the Greek have eight types of love. So everything's not sexual love, right? There's agape love. There's other types of love. And if you're able to um, tap into some of those aspects of choice, of love, of, of work, of humanity, of family, of children, of, of parents, or whatever your love is, romantic, you start to feel the power. You start to feel the depths of the strength that you are. And um, I think that's where the future is. You know, it sounds really cheesy, I think, but it's actually true because all we have is this life. And once you realize, yeah, sometimes we got to sacrifice our life for the greater freedom movement or something or whatever it is, or our comfort, sacrifice our comfort and convenience. But we have to speak up. Action is a solution because two things happen when you take action. Either it works, so keep doing it, or it doesn't work, so you adjust. It's you do it and review it, learn something, do it and review it, and just going back and forth. And you have good conversations like this so you can see, okay, what's working, what's not? Let's, let's find out some better ways. Awesome. Yeah. You know, there's so much there, man. Just so much uh, insight just in after every question that, I mean, that's great. You know, for the people that are listening, he mentioned a quote from Lysander Spooner. He's actually a really interesting person to look up and he's not very well known. Um, his first name is spelled L-Y-S-A-N-D-E-R. Uh, one of his quotes that I'm familiar with kind of touches on what I mentioned earlier about the constitution. And he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here. He said something like, the Constitution either allowed our current government to exist or prevented it from happening. And I mean, that's way more powerful now than when he said it a long time ago, you know, and um, I think that was that concept right there is what took me from, I guess, the constitutionalist. I, I never labeled myself like that, but, you know, to more of a voluntary type of view. Um, so that was one thing that came to my mind when you were saying that. Another thing, when you mentioned the QAnon thing about um, turning people into pacifists, you know, it's interesting what they did there too is the target 
audience. You know, they turn the type of people that would be um, like us who are who are wanting to make a change, who sees the criminality and sees all these injustices in the world, and they 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 kind of preyed on that type of person and made them into pacifists. Um, again, I, when people always mention, I'm like, well, I don't really see any uh, evidence for it being true. But you know, I hope, I hope it is because you know that would be great. And for me, it seems logical that out of seven billion or whatever people in the world, we're gonna have some good people, and you know, some of the rich people have to be good-hearted. You know, some of the most powerful people. There has to be some good ones. You know, so um, so it seems logical, but you know. I, the way I, what I always tell people, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You know, I think it's, I think it's a healthy, um, you know, it's like a, a good offense and a defense, you know, and sports or something. So yeah. um, the other thing that came through my mind when you were saying, uh, oh, I forget, I forget what you said that made me think of it, but you said something about um, uh, reaching people. It, the, the thought came to my mind. What I've noticed is that a lot of times if you're trying to convert them, you know, or, or, or uh, you know, explain it all, you know, we've spent years and years, uh, countless hours, <laughs> you know, thinking about these things, researching, hearing all different opinions. Yeah. And a, a person, it's like drinking out of a fire hose for someone who this is new to. And, you know, so like what you said, planting seeds, as opposed to just trying to grow a fruit tree in a day, you know, it takes mm. years. It took us years to get here. So, um, you know, the, the more that you push, the more that it becomes a, a power struggle or something. And then maybe there's a, um, a part of them that, that never really wants to admit that you were right because you got into this three-hour conversation. Whereas if you just plant the seed and come back and water it, you know, they're, they're not so defensive on the position and you're not trying to shove it down their throat. And I think that's, um, I, I found a lot of that, you know, that, you know, no, in the heat of the moment when I'm trying to explain to them, I know I'm right and I've got lots to say and lots to back up what I'm saying. They, they never change their opinion. But, you know, if you don't push so much and you just plant some seeds, give it some time, like, again, drinking out of a fire hose, you know, you can't eat a whole pizza with one bite, you know, it's one bite at a time. Let them chew that bite, come back and water the garden again. Um, so, you know, that's, that's great. One more question before we, we, we recap, because, I mean, this is great. I don't listen to a lot of shows where so many um, great solutions, especially for the world right now, it feels like pretty much everyone feels like, man, the, the walls are closing in on us. There's no hope. You know, there's not, right. we're, we're helpless here. So it's yeah. powerful. So I, I do want to recap, but I want to kind of dig a little bit further on what you said earlier at the beginning of the show, where you mentioned some of your friends are leaving and some are staying. This is yeah. something that I hear come up a lot. It's something that yeah. I think about every day. Um, because you know, I, yeah, I, I see, I see merits to both sides, and 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 I'm, and it's a, it, everything's changing and moving so fast that you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this daily myself. So I know a lot of other people are too. So yeah. if you know someone's out there and they're thinking that, you know, what would be your advice? What, where's your, where do you stand? Like, how does someone decide whether to stay and fight it out? You know, and of course it's gonna be different because everywhere is different um not only every state but other countries 
But, you know, how, how would someone decide whether to stay and stick it out or move somewhere? And if they were to move somewhere, I, I don't even know where to move. So if they were to move, <laughs> where do we go? <laughs> exactly. Well, this is the conversation for at Acapulco for the last, you know, four or five years, you know, because ultimately we get together and like, oh, man, there's plans against us. Yes. What do you do? So you have different solutions. And then where do you live? Where do you go? So this conversation was had in... Um, and it made an impact on me was with Mark Passio in one of his workshops, there was some Q and a going on afterwards. This is like 2018. And, um, and I was producing that stage. And so I was in the room and, and that came up and I said, Oh, this is what I want to know. So Mark Passio, as you know, a champion of, of freedom in his own right, um, said, well, despite America, the U S having low morality and low consciousness, it's still higher than anywhere else on earth. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh. And then he said, and there's a tradition of liberty here. And we got 300 million guns. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I would say you probably want to have two locations, you know, inside the US and outside the US, um, and probably have multiple passports if possible, play the paper game, you know, show me your papers. Uh, but it seems that the fight is going to come home and we're seeing more domestic terrorism stuff, uh, you know, legislation, I think in the last like couple of days. Um, and so this is back in, I think June or July, I got interviewed on a local television show around here and I, I was testing, I want to see how much censorship they had. So I called the County Health Department, a terrorist organization <laughs> because they're terrorizing small businesses. And they actually led with that statement. They led with that in the article and in the television um, clip. And you guys can find that. I think it's on my YouTube, David James Rodriguez, or Instagram at the David James Rodriguez. Um, so they led with that. So my purpose was to let them know if you are using terror to change business owners' activities or actions, you're a terrorist. So I said, by definition, you're causing terror. So you're a terrorist. I'm not causing terror. You are. So again, they're flipping it on you so that you feel guilty to be free and you feel like a terrorist for speaking truth or for you know, standing up for freedom, psychological warfare. So what I would say, this goes to um, even a, a subject which is probably the next conversation, um, but somewhere, sometime, you probably would want to start your own security team, your own security, maybe call it a freedom cell. Maybe you call it something else, um, but if you're by yourself, you're easy to get picked off. But if you have five, eight, 10, 15 people in alignment, in agreement to a code of conduct, to a strategy, to some moral principles, then you're gonna be in a better spot than someone without it. So in terms of uh, fighting, I think, um, again, we wanna co-opt the military as well and realize you guys aren't on the right side of history. Who knows, maybe they'll bring in UN soldiers with blue helmets or something, you know, but um, ultimately it's going to come down to violence, I think, but doesn't have to, you know, if we can learn how to withdraw our support and remove the pillars of support from these tyrannical organizations, um, then they lose, lose power. You know, you can have one dictator at the top, but if the people at the bottom have no loyalty to that dictator, he says forward march and they say, no, we're going to join the people. We're going to take off our uniforms and we're going to join the people. So um, I think 
it's probably a place to, I mean, being in the urban areas in the U.S. might be a little bit dangerous. Um, you mentioned Florida, but um, like, I think Florida has pretty decent gun laws down there. California is dangerous yeah. because the, the gun laws aren't as um, open and pro-freedom, right? I don't know what they don't understand about the Second Amendment that says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. <laughs> and this is the failings of the Constitution, right? So they tried. The, the Bill of Rights tried but politicians worked their way around it. And so now we got to get back to God. God gave me the right to defend myself and my, my life and my freedoms. What are you going to say, government? Not you, government officials. Amendment, it's God. Do you have higher authority than God? You know, and this is the conversation, you know, and I'm not talking about like the God of the Bible or the God of the Quran or whatever you, whatever. It's the creator of the universe, okay? So whatever that is to you, whether it's evolution or, 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 a bean or beans or a thousand gods, it doesn't matter. Some there's some force higher than government because we humans created government in this country in 1776, the Declaration of Independence, and it says the just powers of government come from the consent of the governed. So if you don't consent, how can you be governed? This is this is critical to the Declaration of Independence because the Constitution is on top of the Declaration of Independence, and this is where they get their alleged authority. And they say Congress shall have the power to lay taxes on the people. Well, where did they get the power? I didn't consent. They stole it. They they mind controlled us and said, "Well, we have the power because we say we have the power." Now what? So, um, this is a whole other conversation about guns. Uh, with uh, I think it's Defense Distributed. Cody Wilson, I think, is still in jail, uh, but he created the 3D printer. So you can actually print guns in the comfort of your home. Um, and I think that was a real politic move, a real powerful move. And I think it's still in operation. Um, I don't know for sure, but uh, ideas, if you have guns, people are nice and friendly. And if you don't have guns, only the people with guns can do whatever they want. They can violate you and terrorize you. And that's not what we want. We want to have a good life. So, so that's what I would say. You have two locations and the U.S., despite the uh, low conscious and low morality has some weapons. But again, we've been dumbed down for a few generations here. So it's pretty scary to talk with some people out there, ask them about freedom, ask them about their, their personal responsibility. And they just outsource all that to government or a great portion of that. And you're like, man, the schools have damaged you so bad. They've damaged me so bad. And we have to unlearn basically everything we learned in those indoctrination camps and step into who we are as kings and queens, power. We, let's create alliances with each other. Let's create win-win relationship with each other. Let's uh, put it in paper. Let's make a contract. Let's sign the contract. Let's have a um, conflict resolution clause in there that says if there's a, a conflict between me and Jeremy, then Susie over here, she's going to be the arbitrator. And whatever decision she determines, we agree to have her. And we can actually exclude the government jurisdiction. So we can exclude the city, county, state and federal governments because as a living man or woman we have an unlimited right to contract so the government can't limit our right to contract and they don't have the power to breach contracts so we can exclude them make it a privacy contract here's our arbitrator and i think that's the way it's going to go because we've been talking to restaurant owners trying to do new year's events trying to do um thanksgiving christmas events and they're all afraid of losing their business license and um and it's like, okay, we can exclude them. You know, you don't need a business license. Let's move on. And so after dealing with so many of them, it's like, I guess we have to start the restaurant, Jeremy. We have to start the farmer's market. We have to start the airlines. And I think there's some people doing that, you know, and you said there's, there's wealthy people out there that are good. 
And so they are. So we got to find each other, figure out the strategy. Strategy is very important. Contracts are very important. And also location is very important. So uh, I'm kind of in a, in a semi-urban area right now. Um, but I think ultimately I'll probably be in some type of rural area and um, go meet some people and try to create some positive relationships, add value to the um, to the community that I'm a part of or the new city. And I want to leave one final point because it's um, really powerful about intentional communities and a long-term intergenerational solution. There's a documentary called Wild Wild Country about the Indian guru who came from India and he basically bought like thousands of acres in, in Oregon. He brought a thousand people. They built their own airport. They had multiple planes. They had their own electrical grid because they had thousands of people. They were cult members, it seemed like, or religious people. I don't know. I'm not judging their, their beliefs, but they did everything right. 99% right and 1% wrong. What did they do? They were statists. So they believe in statism and in belief in authority. So they went and took over the local city government. And then they busted homeless people from around the country and took over the county government. What they, what would that mean? They pissed off the locals and the city and the county level. Everything's about relationships. So somebody knew the governor, somebody knew the attorney general, they brought in the feds and basically lost everything because they took over the local governments. And all they had to do, in my opinion, was to send letters of peace, letters of intent to collaborate to the city, county, and state federal governments, and then declare themselves their own sovereign nation, their own sovereign village, and cut ties with the government per allowed or per stated in the Declaration of Independence. Sometimes you have to cut ties. So they had everything, but because they had the mental virus of statism, they failed, and some people went to prison, and, and I think some people might have died in some like bombing or something. I mean, it was really bad. So my friends out there, if you start something major like that, I hope you do, don't try to take over the local governments. Just declare your own sovereignty, de declare your own independence. You're allowed to do that by God, by nature. You don't need permission to declare your own independence. And, uh, and I think that's where the future is gonna be. I've heard of other projects where they're like, gov their governments are selling land to private people. And then these private people are gonna build on it. Um, I think Roger Veer and his group were he, a group he was a part of was going to do that. Um, there's seasteading and private cities. I think Titus Gibble had a book out there. So these ideas are actually rising. I'm not just the only guy who's talking about, there's actually people writing books and, and putting hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars together because we want to be free and we want to have solutions. And it ain't going to come ultimately in a big way from politicians. It's going to come from people like you and I, people who love freedom. You know, we love our families. We love our friends. And we want to have a brighter world without coercion and, and institutionalized immorality, institutionalized criminality masquerading as if it was moral and lawful and good for people. We have to raise our voices. And I think uh, you know, we did a great job talking today. So thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah, it's been awesome. You know, I'm, I'm sure so many people watching are going to be very inspired by this. So let's recap some of the things quickly. Uh, I know we had uh, the power of two, which is instantly available for pretty much anyone with one other like mine friend as crazy as we are. And then you, you mentioned a few things like the, the book um, For a New Liberty by Murray Rothbard. And then what, uh, How to Start a Revolution, um, which is a documentary by Gene Sharp. And then what was the, the second documentary you just mentioned again? The Wild Wild West? Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country. 
-hmm. Okay, I haven't seen that. I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, but you know, when people hear uh, things like the right to travel, maybe it makes sense, but it doesn't. Um, maybe they don't have the confidence, and it just seems overwhelming to think on like, wow, you know, I, I would love to do that. I don't have the courage though. So I mean, what what are, what are some of these things, just real quick, that the person could do to to get started on this? Um, path if, if they listen to this and they're like wow that that really sounds um that sounds like something i need to do because like you like what you're doing you're doing it you're filming it other people see it and then they get the idea okay i can do that in my own town and then their friends see it so this can this is a something that can be duplicated you know so um you know like, like let's just tackle that one at first just one more time for the people that are, that are listening if someone's interested in um exercising their right to travel where would a person start to 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 look into so they get the confidence to actually do it in real life? Beautiful question, Jeremy. So I started researching on YouTube and um, you know on the internet in general, and I came across this guy Trent Goodbody. He wrote this book, Freedom from Government, Acting with Honor and as King. Right, as King, because if you're a king, you ask the questions as King. Mm. Um, it's a very thin book. And this came as a package. It was like 200 bucks and I have no affiliate with them. I don't make any money, um, but it's freedomfromgovernment.org. You can see bonus traffic uh, script available there as well. Um, and just start looking into it. I mentioned the Supreme Court case, Kent versus Dulles, 1958, and then go through. And, there's, and he goes through court situations, how to deal with it in court. So as a king, you have to do your own research and find out who resonates with yourself. This was um, a big one for me because he had the dash cam. So it was like a, it was a package. So there's like smaller package and medium sized packages, you know, for a couple hundred bucks. Um, I just met one of my other buddies last night, two nights ago at the bonfire. And he's actually getting the camera dash cam and getting some of this stuff. And he was just full of excitement. And you are correct. This can become a national movement. And that's my intention. I haven't started any organization yet, but my intention is that other people catch the fire just like candles in the dark, you, you share the candles with each other. And all of a sudden, this room of darkness, we light enough candles, individuals out there, and we fill up this room with light. So that's where I would start. Um, he, was, he was kind of a big, um, a big teacher of mine. And he's kind of just a, a really chill, calm guy. And he, in one of his videos, he addressed the same questions. You know, should I leave or do I stay and fight? And so his conclusion is to stay and fight. Um, because I think because of the guns are here and the tradition of liberty is here as well. So, you know, other countries, they haven't had the kind of um, the big secession movement that we've had out here. But I think this is also going to be a natural part of increased tyranny is that more cities, counties, states are going to secede without permission. People are going to be sick of it. They're going to be tired of it. And you only need maybe a few hundred people to be a force to be reckoned with, you know, a thousand people. Um, you know, you can be some like they don't want to mess with a thousand organized people. You know, that's not who they want to deal with. They want to deal with a thousand individuals who have no family ties or, you know, they're separated from friends or whatever it is. But as you come together and create this, and this is how I feel like my role is to facilitate some of this. But you guys are kings and queens in your own right. You're CEOs and presidents of your own life and your own enterprises. So you want to collaborate and do maybe a joint project together and discuss some of these things. Um, so right to travel, I would get that book at least 
it's like 10, 15 bucks. Um, there's other, he does a lot of free videos on YouTube. Um, but that's where I would start to learn and see how his encounters are. And he features successful encounters with right to travel as well. So I've seen, I don't know, three or four videos where the police are like, Oh, you're a traveler. Okay. All right. Well, have a good day. You know, that type of stuff. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe the cop just let him go because he didn't commit a crime. <laughs> He's not a driver, but you have to stand up for yourself. Nobody's going to stand up for you. No one's going to stand for your kids or grandkids. It's you. It's me. And so through this conversation, we help each other through the dialogue. We help each other. And I haven't set up a specific group on the text newsletter, but if you text me at 831-218-8049, just put right to travel in that text, then I'll add you to the, uh, the travel um, group when I get that going. And we can have a conversation, you know, I'm going to start making more content um, and making more solutions to this because we're standing on solid ground, my friends. This is not, we're not, we're not building our house on the sand. We're building a house on the rock. And this is why freedom will win. And this is why they're censoring us. And this is why we're very excited about what's happening because there's a group of people putting their energy on the line, their time, their money. And um, we're, we're just going to keep going forward, you know, regardless of what happens because we're on the right side of history not because we know it all, not because we're superior, but because we have good intentions and because we want to just send peace and respect and human dignity out the world. And right to travel is a big one. And we can talk about like passports, identification stuff later, um, because it is a paper game. You know, when you get pulled over, instead of giving a driver's license, you can actually give a passport, American national passport, not a U.S. citizen. You don't ever want to say you're a U.S. citizen maybe an American citizen, but U.S. is a corporate fiction that uh, they get you a part of and you have limited rights. But as a national, um, you can actually be put on a do not detain list, um, which is what occurs when they scan your passport and they look up the database and they're like, oh, Jeremy or David or Susie, Johnny out there, uh, do not detain list. Okay, have a good day. Thank you, for today. you're my sir. Bye-bye. You know, they don't want lawsuits. They don't want headaches. They want money. They want easy citations and tickets and you know they pull you over for 15 minutes or 10 minutes and they get 350 dollars out of it what kind of business is this or or driving in a carpool lane out here is like 400 500 it's like because i'm in this lane paid by my tax dollars and the gas tax you're gonna pull me over and say i owe you 500 take a hike buddy get out of here man this is not okay and again you just want to be known as someone who's going to stand up for yourself and uh, and then together uh, safety and strength in numbers, power of two, power of 20, power of 200. Um, people are starting to organize. And this is kind of the silver lining of the scamdemic of 2020 is that we find good people and uh, we've found our tribe in some ways. You know, some of the, the best people on the planet are in this voluntarist community and they're speaking up like as you are and, and having honest conversations. And we don't know it all but we do know that we own our bodies and we do know it's not okay for people to aggress against us. And that's strong enough for me. So uh, we're standing up and I recommend you check out uh, freedomfromgovernment.org. This book acting as king, he's got other stuff on there as well, but start researching start increasing the knowledge, increasing the courage inside. And then hopefully you'll take your plates off too. And, and uh, start the right to travel exciting journey like me. <laughs> hey, I think I'm ready. I I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. You know, I I've been thinking about it for a while and uh, you know, if you're inspiring me to take more action, then I'm sure you're doing that with a lot of other people. So thank you so much for all that. 
And, you know, uh, thanks for being on the show. Before we go, though, um, is there any other place that uh, people can follow your work? I know you gave out the, the number to text or maybe even um, if people live in your area, where can they come to join you with the bonfires? Yes. Yeah, so in Northern California, we do have the uh, Santa Cruz Voluntarist Group. We actually have an Oakland group, San Jose, Marin County, Monterey, Arizona, wow. Washington, Idaho, Pennsylvania, Florida. And I, what I realize is that the state groups are a little bit too widespread, too, too vague. So you want to focus on city groups. So the city that you're in in Florida, um, maybe we can start a group out there and we co-moderate together. I'm going to be starting one in Chicago and Denver because people come like I'm Facebook friends with people and then they visit and they're like, they come to the bonfire, they come to free hugs. And they're like, I want to start a, a group in my city. Great, let's do it. So that'll be Chicago and Denver next because these ideas are truth. Self-ownership, non-aggression, these are truth. People are ready for them and they just need a little bit of help. So I'll start the group. I got the logos and the, and the, the text, right? That we can, can put in there. We'll start it. And then hopefully when float.app has a, a, groups, a, a, a group creation ability, we'll be making groups on float.app where I am at DJ Rodriguez there. Instagram is at the David James Rodriguez, YouTube, uh, David James Rodriguez, and the text where you can, is probably the best way is 831-218-8049. Um, or you can email me at info at homeschoolleader.com. I also do homeschool consulting. I do accelerate graduations for teenagers. If you wanna graduate your teen and help them move to uh, either apprenticeships or in college, if you choose, uh, that's what I get excited about. And then we have uh, some books by John Taylor Gatto coming out, volume two and volume three. And then my book about apprenticeships itself uh, will be out. So those are some ways to stay in contact. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful for you and uh, taking leadership and you know, taking initiative is what it's all about. You know? So um, people like you, uh, people like your audience members perhaps, you know, who are gonna create and build and try. And you don't have to do a lot, you know, just do a little. You know, and if you want to do a lot, then do a lot. But just every contribution helps, whether you want to be a face or behind the scenes or editing videos or writing blogs or making music. You know, we need to make more creative freedom solutions, music, art, comedy, film, dance. It's holistic. This whole freedom awakening, it's not just here. And I'm thankful for the people in the past, Lysander Spooner. 150 years ago, destroying the belief in authority, the status model. He also exposed the Rothschilds in 1844. And that landmark essay or book is um, No Treason, The Constitution of No Authority. Check that out. That one is another one. It's just like, whoa, because this is where we're at. His consciousness is like resurrecting because it's a solution to the questions that we're asking of Who's responsible for all this stuff? We are responsible. I'm responsible. And, uh, and those are some ways to stay in contact. And we'll start the conversation and continue it because there is so much learning that we each have to do individually as growing and learning and food and money and health and relationships and technology, you know, all this stuff. So it's really a conversation that started. And I'm thankful for you, Jeremy, for starting it and uh, look forward to a chat with you again in the future with your audience members. Awesome. David, is the Narcapoco ebook still available online for people to download for free? I believe so. Yes. The Narcopoco ebook, um, it was called The Anarchist Guide to the Galaxy. And um, I was the primary author on that and uh, great images by the, the Narcopoco team. 
And uh, yeah, it's a really powerful uh, free ebook download um, that you can get. And um, it's probably there on the website, you know, it's the Anarchist Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it's great for anyone that's watching. Maybe if this is something new uh, for them, they can, you know, it doesn't cost anything and they can get the, the, the like summation of, of your views and everything in a way that doesn't take them a lot of time. And also in a way that they could actually start to explain to others as well. So definitely uh, make sure to check that out. Awesome, awesome talk, man. Thank you so much, David. And um, yeah, let's do it again soon. Sounds good, Jerry. Peace and love to you and your audience. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Awareness Revolution Podcast. Be the change you wish to see in the world.